0: headspace i am your host patrick r mcdonough today brandon lefaro cannot join us we have liam pays hill hello and for anyone listening on apple Podcasts, you can also listen to us on google play spotify pandora and stitcher amongst other platforms Liam, you are many, many things. The way I was introduced to you was through Lex H. Jones's, the old one in the sea. You're a musician, cartoonist, an all around entertainer. So any way you want to take this question, have you always been an entertainer? Um to be
1: honest, yeah. Um I'm one of the people who just get off on uh, you know, attention. So when I was a kid it was, you know, people saying, Well done for my crappy drawing or whatever and then um as an adult it's obviously changed to likes on social media which i know is not the coolest thing in the world ever but you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> well as far as uh music and illustrations what came first for you um well when i was a kid i drew a lot and i did uh, comic strips
1: and things but uh, i kind of gave up for a long time i had some really bad art teachers um who kind of put me off of it uh So when I was um, a teenager, I got into music, like everyone does when they're a teenager. And after a little bit, I kind of picked the uh, comic stuff back up again. Uh, That's like a 10-year gap. So it's kind of like a sandwich, like comic, music, comic.
0: Okay, Uh, that's that's pretty interesting. So let's go back to the beginning of that sandwich. Do you know, uh, do you have any interesting stories about when uh, you were younger, drawn? Did you have a comic book series back then? um the earliest one i can remember doing
1: where actually i think i found some of these when i was um like going to my parents house a bit back um i was really hungry one day when i was about seven and so i drew a comic about being food jumping into my mouth and then i kind <laughs> of made loads of characters like you know sweet corn peas and a sausage and beans and stuff um but i think all the jokes were just like either stolen from tv shows or like the beano or um oh, it just didn't really make sense at all. It's, it's, it's not like something I look back and go, like, oh, yeah, I'm really proud of this. I was a, as a child prodigy. It's, it's very uh, silly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it goes without saying you got a fan base now. Um, did it take a long time for you to find the style that you have? And for those that haven't seen uh, your work yet, how would you describe your, your art style? Um,
1: my general stuff, it's kind of, um, I don't know, I, I feel quite influenced by, uh, a, the biggest change in my art style came to when I got into Adventure Time, um, and it's more like how they're happy just to constantly break rules and things, so I used to think that I had to uh, create characters and used to have to stick in these dimensions, you know, the face should be in the right place and things, and then I saw Adventure Time and that style and it really inspired me to just, you know, you can do whatever as long as it fits. So I normally draw mouths above the eyes because I just love (laughs) the way that looks Uh, and I'm hoping it doesn't really draw attention to it either. It's not like this character is supposed to be like, you know, malformed in any way. It's just, I I don't know. It just creates a sort of manicness to the character that I enjoy doing.
0: I think it flows nicely. It's funny. Um, I don't know of anyone else that has that particular uh, anatomy. uh, uh, How should I word this? difference from others but it works it flows nicely uh, a cartoon or an animation that jumps to me that's doing something a little bit different specifically with the pupils is uh rick and morty <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the little scribbles have got do you do you watch that show
1: yeah i've not seen the the recent series
0: um but yeah i've, I've seen the first three is it it's four now i think yeah, they're on four. Uh, the first three seasons. Um, the third one came out during a tweet. Some some fan was tweeting one of the creators like, "When's three coming out?" And they already knew when it was happening, so I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, let's do this right now." And and like uh, later that day, the show came on. Um, is it is I mean, that the one that came out on um,
1: uh, April Fool's Day, so everyone thought that it would have been a hoax? yeah that was the
0: one where uh it's like uh rick and um no morty and his sister go to save rick from all the other ricks and it's just a a total epic scene of all these ricks and these aliens fighting each other
1: yeah i, I really love the uh the designs of the aliens i've got on rick and they are always really cool
0: is that something that you want to pursue at all what well, aliens.
1: I, mean, no. I, I, I tried, <laughs> but I kept getting shut down by the authorities. Getting too close.
0: <laughs> yeah, Um. so that is a good answer. If I was asking that, I should have been more clear. Um, I know you have done some animations. I've seen the one, at least one that you posted on YouTube. Is animation something that you want to pursue? It's, um, it's weird you've said that, actually, because...
1: Um... The animation you're on about is the first one that I've done, like my first, like very basic attempt at animation. Um I've actually that was like early last year, and I'm putting out the second one tomorrow. So it's like good timing to ask me about animation. <laughs> um, but it's, it's something I'm I'm enjoying doing. But it's very like I know I'm very at the bottom of the ladder at the moment as far as learning that kind of thing goes. Every wow. time I do one, I try to find something new. To help me actually improve instead of just, like, you know, shifting parts around. (laughs) What's this one about? Um, So I've got a a comic called Slug Cafe. And um, it's a very creative title because it's about slugs who run a cafe. And I've done an animated version of that, basically.
0: How long is it? Um, (laughs) About two minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I would want to see that. I've, uh, I've dabbled in animation. Just super silly 2D. Animation when I used to do YouTube videos, and um, it takes a long time to get very little done. It does speed up the process if your characters are slugs, though,
1: because they don't have mouths and uh, they don't have legs, and so all the hard
0: parts are are kind of cut away from it. My thing was, uh, (laughs) I guess that's true, my thing was that I used to just cut and paste our faces, me and my friends, and and I would stick it on... uh, Fairly silly stick figure like bodies and it would it it was a a level right above south park as far as quality and animation goes but it worked for what the videos were that sounds fun that sounds cool
1: i like combining (laughs) it i've I've not done it for ages but combining photos and drawings normally quite a fun thing to do in it
0: yeah um so as of this recording which is what June 6th, 15th of 2020 you uh were on a show last week I think it was with Joshua No I listened to that I think it was a week ago. Oh, yeah. Uh I really enjoyed that um thought it was interesting I have you been on many other podcasts before?
1: um yeah i've been on a fair few um i mean i say a fair few it's not like i'm you know someone going around podcast touring or anything i'm not like paul f Tompkins or all but i have been on like tennis i reckon um me and my my partner zoe used to do a podcast as well it was like a radio show and then we moved it to podcast format and then people stopped listening so we stopped making it
0: i think i um because i was looking through some of your stuff earlier today i think it's on soundcloud there's two episodes Oh really? I didn't know it was
1: still up there. Um yeah, 'cause we, we used to have the SoundCloud subscription, but when um
0: you know, when it lapsed we didn't bother bother redoing it, so I thought it had all been taken down. I saw I definitely saw two episodes that were about an hour long, uh, per <laughs> episode.
1: We did, we did a music one though, so it was a bit of um a bit of a hassle to we wanted to get permission from all of the because, you know, you kinda should. And um and it, it kind of was more effort than it was worth, you know. After a while, to, to go around contacting twenty people and then waiting for the responses, and then um, like uh, it kind of dipped pretty sharply. How many people listened? Which, <laughs> which isn't a good sign for from us. Did but, yeah, uh,
0: Sorry to cut you off. What
1: were you going to say? I, I was going to say yeah. So like uh, I enjoy doing podcasts. I've done done a done a few before and things. It's um, uh, me and Lex, you know, you know, Lex, don't you? Lex H. Jones. Um, yeah we uh he's come around to my house a couple of times and we've we recorded uh i think two or three episodes of stuff it's just i kind of uh never got around to editing them and putting them out
0: um you should man i mean like you two are are, besides being friends in real and face to face i don't even know how to word it anymore man instead of being friends (laughs) in quote unquote real life uh you guys seem to have this awesome artistic connection. I love it. I think it's great. And um, before we go there, I just wanted to say uh, my, one of the partners that helps me run my review platform, Deadhead Reviews, L. Turpin, she wanted me to tell you I'm just reading what she said, so I'm quoting it um, that she loved the theme that you made. Ah, oh, cheers. And I've had a lot of good compliments about it. I mean, like you sent me – I like modern-day Dukes, and we can get into that later if you want. And uh, I just like your sound. It's very different. Um, you sent me the theme, and it was the first draft that I was aware of. I'm like, okay, that's it. I sent it to my co-host, and he's like, normally I have critiques, but this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> And I've had so many compliments of this theme. Um, so basically, what I'm getting at, um, as far as you go as an artist, you've done a lot of different things. Uh, is this the first time you've done a theme song?
1: Um, no, I've done um, I've done a few for other friends podcasts, and and like I said, me and Zoe used to have a radio show and things, and so I did it for that. I used to have different segments as well, so I do a little theme for all of them, like any excuse to try to squash a bit of music into something. Um, Are you
0: going to end so, up uh, working on those episodes
1: with Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I really was going to at the start of, um isolation. I thought it'd be a good little project, but I, you know, like you said earlier, I do lots of different things and it's easy for me to start stuff. And then it just ends up being like stuff stacked on top of it. And then it kind of gets lost. So you yeah. need to dig out these, make them unlost found. That's the word, not unlost found. How, how long ago did you guys record an episode? I think it was last year, I think of 2019.
0: Oh, okay, so that's not even that long ago. Yeah. Well, wh- what's uh, what's stopping you, man, I, besides, uh, you know, doing a million things? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, I'm trying to limit myself to three projects at a time at the moment, so I've just finished the little cafe animation, so there's a, a project hole that needs filling now, so I might, might make that a little project to fill the project hole.
0: I I hear you. Um, I got a few projects myself. The podcast is one of them, and we I uh we have five episodes this and next week. So that's that's a that's a lot of fun stuff to cram in there at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So back to you and Lex. I would like to explore one more thing. Is the old one in the sea? I know you've talked about it a lot. Lex did too on my show. Uh, I'm not really asking you to go into. Uh, the history of that book, but more so about you guys. How did you guys hook up? Um, so
1: Lex has these parties, um, pretty pretty regularly, like the these dudes that he puts on, uh, and a mutual friend. I'm not sure if it was like I'd met, met uh, Max met Lex, um, very briefly at a gig, um, and a mutual friend of ours, KC from a band called Idol Dead pretty sure he asked Lex if I could pop down because we actually live very close to each other and so I went to that and had a good time met Lex all, met all his buddies and then you know kind of do that from there see we both you know do like I say creative things and it, when you meet people who do stuff normally your first instinct is about like, oh we should do something together and so <laughs> that's how we ended up doing it really
0: well I, I think it's a good partnership. Besides the old one in the sea, um, have there been any previous collaborations? Uh, yeah.
1: Um, well, actually, I don't know if it's previous. It might have been a bit after. But um, I do a comic called Cobweb Galaxy. Oh, I've, I've done one normal issue. And then Lex has written a... Um, it's like the diary of one of the characters in the comic. But the, the character's really arrogant um, and like, has a warped view of reality because he thinks is really important. And so Lex has kind of done it from the point of view of this really egotistical character. And it's really funny. I've, I've, I have I've, think Lex told me that he's never written um, something to be funny before. I'd never written comedy before. And so obviously I was, you know, I, I didn't know what it was going to be like when I got it. And I was like laughing reading it. I was really, really impressed with it. It was really cool. Um, I would
0: love to know where to, to get my hands on a copy.
1: I, c- I can sort you on out if you want. We can talk after the the
0: podcast. I'll. Uh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm not asking you to go into details but lex has mentioned that he is doing not a direct sequel but another book in the world of the old one in the sea mm. I, be- I believe you're the illustrator for that too
1: yeah i believe so um we've not spoken about it for a little while because obviously writing a, a novel is probably the the most time-consuming part of the project like like you know <laughs> releasing a novel <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't know if that's information to your listeners but um writing a book when a book's released writing it's the hard part i, oh, I was pretty shocked myself as well because yeah. i i personally thought that they just you know sat at word typed it all out and it's spent an afternoon on it but apparently uh, thought... a, an author is a is a hard thing and i didn't realize that so when he's done it then he'll, he'll come to me and he'll be like can you spend an afternoon knocking up some doodles please and i'll be like yes yes lex i will
0: yeah i thought i thought that like as an author i thought they just like sit there and like you know they either think of it and it just writes itself or you pay someone and you just say you did it well the thing is if you think about this
1: i I i can write a text message or a facebook message in three seconds and writing a book is just doing that about three thousand times, and I can't
0: do the maths, but I reckon that'll at least take a long weekend. All right, so I'm gonna write a book on my phone, and then as far as like being an illustrator goes, I can just get like Microsoft Paint, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's good,
1: good thing about Paint. <laughs> yes, do you have um? it's might be a British thing, but do you know Jim will paint it? No, what is that? It's a, a, uh, like a bit of a viral, um, I suppose, artist um, who he takes submissions and he just draws on paint, but uh, he's been doing it for a few years now and he's now such a good person at drawing on paint that it just looks like flawless artists, absolutely beautiful pieces of work he does. Normally, like, overly complicated as well because people submit ideas and they say, like, I want to have the Prime Minister and Ronald McDonald fighting in a ring full of jam and everybody from the cast of alo alo is watching them or something like that and you'll do it in paint it be absolutely beautiful so you can do amazing art in
0: paint if you're Holy <laughs> amazing shit. Artist. are you fucking kidding me i'm looking i just googled it it by the way um not to be snarky or whatever but i thought you said jim will paint it jimmel is one word j-i-m-l-l yeah paint it um
1: it's like uh, apostrophe ll so it's like jim will paint it it's because there was a tv show over here called jim will fix it um but between um him starting doing jim will paint it and right now uh the person who does jim will fix it jimmy savile was revealed to be a pedophile so uh, It's still using so that title but yeah so it's uh jim apostrophe ll this will is all in it. paint.
0: are you fucking kidding me
1: <laughs> no nah,
0: apparently so I'm looking at one where it's like a bunch of pop culture references. Uh, oh yeah, it's just pop pop culture clusters. It's a it's, uh, Rambo playing an electric keyboard and next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this looks right. <laughs> this looks like something that would be in Lex's uh, house. And I only know that because he posts so many goddamn pictures of of his awesome collections of shit. And it's all <laughs> this, this stuff. But there's a few questions I got from what we were just talking about. Uh... Now, ever since I joined the horror community, writing community, back in 2013-14, I, I first was introduced somehow, I don't know why, the British, uh, the UK, not the, just British, the UK um, authors and editors, publishers and whatnot, and I started picking up on a lot of differences between uk slang and american slang have you talked and interacted with a lot of americans or have you ever talked to another american besides me
1: yeah yeah i've um, i've got family in america um got some relatives that moved out there who come back often and um my my brother married an american we went over there to um philadelphia for the wedding and things so
0: <sighs> being special
1: being to plenty of uh met loads of americans <laughs> I've met more Americans than I know, know that I've met. I probably yeah. met upwards of twelve Americans um, in my life. Of lots of Americans. I
0: just gotta state this so no one, no one messages me. I'm fucking joking. I know I'm not the only American he's met, but <laughs> on a serious note, like that's funny. You went to Philly. I'm right. I'm about forty-five minutes away from there.
1: Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, because well, I saw it popped up where it said what, um, where you're from, and that's where. We stayed because um, me and some of my brother's friends kind of had a bit of a road trip across that side of the country. So, um, yeah, I've been to New Jersey and New York. and um, Oh, and a little little town called Intercourse, which we went past. In yeah, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, it was it? Philadelphia, the wedding or Was it just somewhere in Pennsylvania? Well, oh, no, I hope my family don't read this and get mad at me now. But it was <laughs> almost exactly 10 years ago and I don't have that sort of memory.
0: So, okay, Intercourse, PA, is right near Burnham, PA, which is in uh, Amish country. Yeah, um, yeah, they're all there on the buggies and stuff. It was amazing, really interesting I, place. I don't know how far away that is from Philly. It's in the same state, but that's a that's an interesting part of the world. I have never been around Amish people besides the one time my wife and I went there. Mm-hmm. You went to 20 to i got a baby <laughs> oh uh yeah i did go to that town and it was it was kind of cool like we brought my dog um it actually inspired a novella that may never see the light of day but i had at least two friends read it um and oh you know what i actually submitted it to sinister horror company uh whew, i don't know four five years four years ago three years ago uh got rejected because it, it was uh not very good <laughs> <laughs> um but
1: it, that, was that the feedback though you were just like hey can I can I have some feedback to make my uh, novella um better and they went oh could you just make it a little less not very good please is yeah that, well is that that's other? How it,
0: that's how it started um uh Justin Park super sweet guy he was like you know what I'm gonna pretend I'm an American right now you suck I'm taking off the polite mask it's not good at all the words don't sound right. It's just bad. Oh, oh. wait! Did he really say that? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. No. I'm not. I'm not part of that community. I don't know. if People are just brutal. <laughs> God, no, man. I'm kidding. Justin Park is a super nice guy. <laughs> he's actually giving me he, He's taking time out of his day to give me some. Uh, actually good feedback on the story before <laughs> no god i'm being very dry on my sense of humor i apologize for anyone that thinks i'm being serious but um it was kind of cool we brought our dog when we were in pa uh and we were on a buggy ride and that was the first time my dog have has ever seen livestock uh cows and sheep oh, yeah. and whatnot yeah her, her reaction was killer it was hilarious but uh what was your experience like over there was that the first time you went to america
1: um, I I've been to um Disneyland. I've I've been to America. I think three times now. First time I've been to, um on a so touristy places, so quite nice. So everywhere I went, you know, it's it's really nice. And no no one could place our accents, so they always thought we were Australian. Yeah, good. So America gets my my seal of approval. So you can start putting that on your money now.
0: Hey Liam, um sorry, I'm just gonna cut this part. You just lagged a shitload and I couldn't make out anything you said. Would you mind just repeating that answer? I'm being super serious. I'm sorry about that.
1: Oh, no worries. Yeah, our, our internet keeps being um really bad. Um, like as in um it just goes through a couple of periods every couple of days where I can't even stream Netflix. It's really uh with frustrating, to be honest. We I mean, just saw like that.
0: That sucks. Am I back back to normal now? So yeah, just uh if amount of not like your experience in America, feel right. Yeah. That. Found
1: lots of um really lovely people there. Everywhere we went we, we found people who were willing to come and chat with us and things. Um not many people could place our accent. Uh, they always thought we were like Australian, I think. Uh maybe <laughs> It was pre-Game pre, pre Game of Thrones, so the Yorkshire accent hadn't made it to, to America at that point. Um, but yeah, it gets my seal of approval, which you can start printing on your money from this point onwards. I expect to see, in God we trust, America, United States, as
0: approved by Liam Pays Hill. Um, I'm all for that, man. So you're, Lex actually told me his accent, uh, if in Game of Thrones, it would be uh john snows is that that yeah, would be yeah. yours as well too wouldn't it well the guy who plays ned stark lives
1: near us he's the sort of person where everyone says they have seen him and uh sean Bean, everyone's seen him in pubs and stuff so that's that's our accent that's what we we speak like <laughs> if you can't <laughs> tell from the podcast which is a recording of my voice oh uh, you're not a southerner from america not a southerner from America. I'm not from America at all. I'm from England. <laughs> I thought we I thought we discussed this a couple of times already. <laughs> I'm sorry if you were confused. Um, now, I'm from... So there's this l- really little country, but it's a really little country that thinks a lot of itself just uh, east of you guys. Um, and I live, like, in the middle of that. Um, it's very cold. It rains a lot. Um, and we both... Are very prideful and hate ourselves at the same time it's it's a fun place you should try it sometime it's, it's interesting
0: england oh it sounds awful i would love to go there <laughs> um as far as sean bean goes i actually am a big fan of his at first I mean, to my knowledge the first time i saw him was boromir in lord of the rings i love that movie uh the trilogy i love the books but I saw him at silent hill then saw so mm. Game give thrones so i'm like you know
1: what this guy dies a lot but i like him <laughs> if i see him i'll tell i'll tell him i'll be like uh spoke to this guy patrick he says he likes you and he'll go nice one i just nodded but you can't see that on the podcast but I, it would you be know more, more about how he nods in response rather than what he says his nod will be more communication than the language he uses you know what i mean
0: that makes sense. Like I, th- I hope you just saw me winking. Um tell me. Oh, I did. I could hear it. It was like this. Just heard like a little
1: flap of skin hitting another flap of skin. Like like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's how you wink. <laughs> um oh come on, Lex. Uh I mean Liam, I just saw Lex in my notes. Sorry, buddy. I it makes right. you two up. You both look so and talk so similarly. Lex with his shoulder-length pink hair. It looks. I <laughs> was waiting fun. for you to say something. I was trying to think. Of, I was uh, coming off like an asshole. <laughs> so you are currently in three bands that I'm aware of. Modern Day Dukes is one of them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, back to the whole thing of you juggling a lot. Um, three bands is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair amount. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> could you tell us a little bit about those bands I know like I said modern day Dukes is one um, how about we um, break it, break it down into that modern day Dukes tell us a little bit about how that started
1: so that that started as um, basically I just re- recorded an EP um, and got friends in to come in you know fill in my gaps in musical knowledge so you know got my friend Martin to come in and play drums and um, I didn't think I, I knew many of the other members I think I just asked on Facebook if anybody fancied. I like joining me um and from that i kind of spawned a band with a proper lineup and things and it's kind of shifted a lot since then so it started as like a five-piece guitar vocals kind of a pretty standard setup and then we lost a couple of members and it's ended up now being two basses a keyboard and a drummer so it's it's pretty weird sounding like a bit of noisy stuff a little bit of feedback
0: or guitar pedals
1: that just screech that kind of thing
0: well, I mean, I like it. It has, I like the chorus in the latest album that I've heard, the one with the uh, milk carton on it. Oh yeah, 100% full fat noise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are your other two bands? Um, I'm in a band called Silver Jet, which I've been in since I was 20 and I'm 32 now. So that's, that's a long time to be doing anything ever. Um, and that's like uh, more of a, a rock rock band. You know, it's hard to discuss genres, but I think just just rock, you know, Um, and uh, I'm in a pop band called Caroline and the Lights, which is kind of more piano led, a bit more commercial style.
0: Do any of those bands vary as far as uh, gigs and whatnot? Or do any of you do any of the bands ever focus on? um, Is it more gigs that you focus on or is there any? chance to maybe submit something to a soundtrack um well i gigs is
1: like the the best way to find new people because or find new new people might be interested in your music because you're basically forcing somebody to sit and listen to you whereas (laughs) like recording stuff and sharing it online um it's hard to get anybody to even listen to like a three-minute song but that's why people like playing gigs because um you know if you're there in a pub anywhere you're going to see another band or whatever you can you know you can show you can actually show somebody music actually be like this is what we sound like do you like us not just try to get somebody to play that play button which is a lot harder um but yeah i mean as far as submitting stuff to soundtracks it's not really something really considered with uh with any anyone i don't think
0: Mm. does sean penn listen to you guys at pubs sean penn (laughs) I mean, <laughs> Sean, I mean Sean Bean.
1: <laughs> uh I doubt it. Um I think Silverjet have been on um uh you know how these digital jukeboxes you get? Yeah. But they've been on on local ones of them. Uh so there's a chance that Sean Bean might have heard us. <laughs> but to be honest, can't really comment. <laughs> will Sean Penn also be a fan of Silverjet. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tweet at Sean Penn to see if he'll check us out. But like I said, that's the hard part. I'll try to get, get to a gig that is he's at and play for him instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me compose myself for a minute. Life during quarantine has been pretty interesting for all of us. Now, for you, I don't know if I've ever caught this before quarantine. I don't think I have. But with you personally, I've noticed a lot of, uh, I don't even know what you call them, man. Just like short videos yeah
1: i'm i'm just bored (laughs) all the time that's you know if if anyone asks me like why i do comics and i'm in three bands and stuff it's i'm just painfully bored constantly i always need to be doing things i always need to be stimulated and that's really bad that i'm not not bragging there that's not a comfortable place to be in and so if i've got like you know you can do a lot of stupid video and share it with your friends in like 10 minutes so that's why i do really 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 short podcasts and um (laughs) and uh what's in frank snapper then it's not really much i don't think i really put them put anywhere public they're mostly just
0: on my my facebook page for my friends so frank snapper i imagine that derives from uh uh, frank zappa yeah um there was
1: (laughs) There was a stool shaped like a crocodile that I saw in a charity shop and I passed it in the window and I was thought about it for absolutely ages and I really really wanted to buy it and so I made a point to go back there and buy this stool shaped like a crocodile and then um me and Zoe were thinking of um names like you know cuz it had to be a pun name yeah you, you got to name your stools you name your stools right
0: um you know what they're not very punny but I do have some names for them that's good. Yeah, well,
1: that's important. It's, <laughs> that's the best I got. <laughs> you, you need to personalise your furniture, otherwise it gets depressed. Anyway, so Zoe came up with um, uh, Frank Snapper, and I think that was might be literally the first idea, and it, it, I just found it really funny. So <laughs> it's Frank that's
0: Snapper. better than my stool. What's your stool called? It's just called the bitch seat where I sit. All right, is it really little, or is...? that's really
1: just because I'm a bitch, so I sit there. To, do you wanna tell me more about your stool? Cause I'm um, I'm intrigued now. Cause you know I've I've learned its name and now I need to know a bit of its history and a bit of its backstory. You know what I mean?
0: I found it in the back of some rundown bar in Atlantic City. Uh, has a hole in it, so it's pretty uncomfortable to sit in. Um, and then the kids you, in the, name, you, kids you in you the thought, neighborhood. <laughs> Sorry, go
1: ahead. <laughs> so you thought I this stool was really uncomfortable? I'll, I'll take this home. I really like this. Made it's sense fun. to call it the bitch seat. So, so you were? Was the pub open, or was it like a shut down pub, or how did you end up taking a stool from from a pub? Do you nick well, it?
0: Well, there was only like three walls um up, and there was uh you know no lights or doors or. Anything. so I uh, just saw furniture, was like, that's mine, and then brought it home. And like I was saying, the kids in the neighborhood often come by, point and laugh, and say, bitch, see, bitch, boy. Is your home open so
1: people can see as they go past? Is it like a, a, one of the walls is just entirely glass so people can see you on your seat? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by walls for a home. So, you know, you know, you say that the neighborhood kids come past you and, and they bully you for your stool choices. Yes. How do they see you on that stool? Is it outside? Is it in yeah. your garden? Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I have,
0: a, I have a tree for protection. It's the protection tree.
1: Okay. Well, as long as you've got a magic tree, then I'm, I'm sure you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so beyond that, life during quarantine has been pretty good for me. And I actually have a computer to do a podcast at. Cool. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to what is your influences for music? Do you know the Wild Hearts or
1: Cardiacs at all? I wish it's I could my... say
0: yes, but I don't.
1: The Wild Hearts are um, a band that uh, they've been around since the 90s and still going. But they um, they put really poppy, harmony-based choruses but in with like really heavy, sometimes like motorhead-esque kind of riffs. And so it's like a really lovely juxtaposition. Um, And then Cardiac to a band that are just absolutely bonkers. And so they're my two favorite things, because I love poppy choruses. I love music that you can't predict. And I love big, tasty riffs. So they're my (laughs) two probably favorites.
0: (laughs) Well, I told you this, but uh, just to reiterate so everyone else can hear i am a big fan of andrew wk and when you just said like how you described that second band for me he's just a dude where i i want to go to his concert in a a viking hat and wearing a lot of weird colors just get hyped up
1: the the band i'm on about um Cardiacs, is kind of like the music's ridiculously like intricate um but it's also not pretentious, which is the hardest thing to do. So they'll do like weird time signatures, they'll drop the tempo and build it back up again in a chorus. And just the chord progressions are absolutely like unrecognizable. they They've not just used some like you know usual chords people do, there'll be a set of chords in a cardiac song that you'll probably rarely find anywhere else if you can find them anywhere else at all. Um, as far as like going to absolutely bonkers gigs, uh, do you know anti product at all or anti product? No, but I'm writing that down. they were um, another band that do really poppy stuff. So we've got a song which is like even, hey, let's get it up, let's get it out. Let's... So it's like super 70s poppy stuff. But then it's got the verses are like proper metal riffs and like almost kind of operatic vocals. Um, but they were sort of a band that like live, um, the singer would always wear like face paint, uh, like a massive smile painted on his face. It'd jump into the audience uh, it would do a microphone solo where he'd smash the microphone against his head till it started bleeding. it would do a genital solo where he'd get naked and he sprays balls with an orange spray paint can. <laughs> the fuck? And they were just like absolutely the best live performance you'll ever see. Um, absolutely amazing. I highly recommend Anti-Product if you can uh, find them anywhere. Did I know they're not g- really on Spotify and stuff, but if they're, they're on YouTube, they're an absolutely beautiful band. Did you in fact see his sprayed balls? Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you got to see his, uh, his spray balls when he, when he was doing it. It didn't spray his balls and then not show the audience, because that would be silly, you know. Do his balls, like, hold the water gun and then spray you with, like, colour? Oh, no, 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 sorry, I might have not explained it right. He gets his balls out, and then he sprays his own balls with a can of spray paint. <laughs> <Wait>.
0: <laughs> hold up. I really didn't understand uh, yeah. backtrack to being serious now. Um his balls aren't already sprayed. He sprays them in front of people during a live performance. Yeah,
1: yeah, as part of the gig. It was like yeah, it was it was on the set list as like genital solo, I believe. Um It was uh high art. It was it was really fun. It was it wasn't pretentious high art. It sounds like it could be high art, but it wasn't. It was really just like really fun stuff.
0: Yeah, man uh (laughs) i don't know what to say to that i I can't like i've been to plenty of live concerts but i've never been to one so ridiculous like that uh the one of the funnest ones i've been to is like florence and the machine that was pretty cool Ah, cool. yeah she um she really gets into it she just dances around the entire venue and whatnot and uh have you ever watched her or listened to her music uh, I have a bit, yeah.
1: The uh, pop band I'm mean, in, Caroline the Lights, the singer loves um, Florence and the Machine. So we're kind, of, even though I've not listened to that much of it, I'm in a band that are heavily inspired by it. Um, but I've, I've got, I've, I've got a few of her songs on um, Spotify playlists and things. I enjoy a bit of flow, flow and mail.
0: It was the only time in my life I've seen someone play a, a huge, big ass harp in in person, and uh, it it was just it was magical i was sober and i'm like i feel like i'm stoned right now it was a really interesting way that they put on the show this is back in 2012 um so she only had two albums out then and uh the way she danced the way that the music just kind of fucks with your head it was peaceful i guess is the best way to put it
1: all right i thought it would be the opposite i thought it'd be powerful like getting blasted constantly because she's got a really big voice hasn't she and the music's very rich and uh there's not its what's the opposite of sparse full like sound so all the eqs i I didn't think it'd be peaceful i thought you were going to say it feels super energizing if anything
0: no i mean that was my experience but as far as like booming and crazy i saw lincoln park live uh the year the year after the same venue they kick some serious ass i don't know if you're into them but chester bennington he was my favorite singer um and he was just he the notes he hit was insane it was like listening to a demon or an angel sing.
1: <laughs> yeah he's got he had absolutely massive voice didn't he yeah
0: i'm not sure how it didn't like i don't know how certain singers uh just don't do permanent damage to their vocal cords. Like, uh, I've heard that the guy from, I forget his name, the lead singer of Avenged Sevenfold, um, did some permanent damage and he has to resort to like singing as opposed to screaming at certain parts now. It's, um, a technique thing, I think. So
1: that there are ways you can do shouting stuff without damaging it. But I also think there's a certain element of, um, you know, like your natural biology, um, Maybe if you've not got a naturally shouty voice and you force it, that might be some reason people damage.
0: As far as one more shouting band goes, that's in your area. Architects, do you happen to know who they? They're from Brighton. Oh yeah, that's not that's not near me. Is that, that how far away from you are? Uh, are um, you- almost as
1: far as you can possibly be. <laughs> so it's maybe and, and, and still be in England. It's like. Um, so we live in the north and Brighton's like really far down south um so I I've, I mean I'm not not that I don't listen to music once it gets too southern <laughs> some honestly some of my favorite bands are southerners I'm not being not being like that um but I, I don't really know uh, architects to be honest I've, I've not really listened to them
0: uh, not I've got anything against me. I've just no, never heard any of the music no it's fine it's like screaming music I don't know if you're what kind of music are you into I like everything. I know that
1: normally means I don't like anything, but I think if I say I'm into, if if I say to myself I only like a certain sort of music, like I definitely did when I was younger and as a teenager. I'd be like, oh, I, I only like punk, and then when I got a bit older, I got into like more rocky music. But now I just feel like if I if I declare that I don't like a certain genre of music or I only like a certain genre of music, i will just restrict myself. So, everything. I love like rap. I love electronica. I love um, like super, super poppy stuff, bit of everything, mix it all together.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, do you ever listen to music while you're, <laughs> this might be a weird question, I'm not talking about vocal music, but while you're writing, do you ever um, listen to any music, like industrial or ambient music? When I'm writing? Um, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't really sit and write very often, to be honest. Um. <laughs> Because obviously I do comics and songs and things, but with songs you obviously need to be, you know, listening to your own music or trying to form an idea out of nowhere. Um, and with comics, um, I tend to – it tends to be a bit more improvisational. Like I normally have an idea for a joke because I do, like, mostly comic strips rather than, you know, full books of, of a story. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really tend to to listen to much because it tends to be something that's – Quite,
0: quite, instant.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got you. I-, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, I think you've answered this before, but High Green Dawn, what is that? Um, as in, where's the name from, or just what's what is it in general?
1: Both. <laughs> uh, it's um, well, High Green Dawn started because I lived in a refurbished mental asylum, um, and the the block of flats was called High Green. Um, and the idea was it was going to be a comic about what um me and my flatmates would be like after the zombie apocalypse and this was like uh 2010 and around that time just everything became zombie themed like you'd get like zombie themed tetris games
0: and like you know what i mean did, did you remember that That's not just me you noticed that is it oh no i'm, I'm 31 i'm not too far behind gnh yeah they definitely in the mid 2000s, they definitely started picking up on zombies again. Yeah, so I, I kind of dropped the zombie thing because because there were
1: you know so sort of talked about a lot. All of the jokes like went straight away. People were coming up with the same ideas and things. Um, so there's a lot less zombies in it now. And also, I worked out that I couldn't um, couldn't really do a comic about my flatmates. Then you're putting words in people's mouths and in comic strips as well. People are either like being mean quite often or being a victim quite often and it seemed a bit unfair to be making these characters my friends rather than just you know characters that anything can happen Uh, but anyway that's why why it's called high green dawn because it was the flat high green and it was dawn because you know dawn of the dead and but also a lot of other things use dawn a lot of zombie stuff uses dawn doesn't it um still yeah. do not
0: think of any examples right now like i got dawn uh, under my kitchen sink so there you go there's one <laughs> but um yeah
1: so now it's just uh dawn is kind of what i use for my general comic things uh for me it's in a universe with rules and law and stuff but because the gag strips it doesn't really come into play that often
0: so That's interesting that you said that uh, you don't really want to put words in your friend's mouths and stuff, um, because like I I know personally from other friends, uh, I'm a horror writer, and my my other horror writers do this too, horror writer friends do this as well, but um, for example, I told one of my friends, hey, by the way, you're in my short story where your body is found and the head is found a little bit away from the body in the trunk of a tree. Yeah. But that's a, that's a playful thing though, isn't it? That's like a fun (laughs) thing to to do. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, for people like, uh, you know, us that, that get, it's just like fiction. Um, And then uh, Alan Baxter came out with this book called the Rue earlier this year. And he used, my name and a bunch of other names in his book. Uh, a lot of us got killed off by a killer kangaroo. Nice. Did um, did it
1: have? Did your character in his book have dialogue and things then? And was it described and looks looked like you? Uh,
0: no. So he only used the namesake uh, for us. Um, I mean, like there was one based off Jim McCloud that had a, a red beard, but that was like the extent of it. But yeah, I mean, that that I think I'd
1: be completely down with like referencing my friends and things. It just it'd be weird if say a friend of yours, if they wrote a book and you're a character throughout it, you might read it and be like, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't do that. Oh, this guy's maybe like a rape prick here. You know what I mean? Uh,
0: so I, yeah, you know. I, I was just
1: kind of worried about being on the other side of that, even though I don't really have an example of that happening. It's kind of just maybe a concern I didn't need to have. <laughs>
0: Well, if I, let me just be clear. If I made a character of a friend and they were, like, a rapist or, like, something, like, if I, I would to do this, but if someone wrote, like, a graphic scene of someone being raped, uh, that'd be kind of weird, at least for me. Yeah. Nah, no, yeah, that, that would be a really uncool thing to do to a friend. <laughs> because um, right away I would think, like, hey, uh, bro, do we need to talk and like express our feelings so they're out there
1: yeah it might be underlying discussion need to be had if you did that <laughs> <laughs> i
0: was curious uh, as far as horror goes are you a fan of horror yeah i'd say so um,
1: I'd, I'd, i i wouldn't um i feel like i might open myself to questions about deep diving into stuff but maybe i'm, I'm more of a a casual horror fan than uh than you and your crew are you know what i mean
0: oh that's that's fair um well i was just curious what kind like do you like watching horror films shows play horror video games or read horror books
1: yeah um all of them i've, I've read a fair few horror books watched a lot of horror movies um i kind of don't like um and I'm, I'm sure this might be a bit of a cheesy opinion to have but you know the kind of the more obvious modern horror films which are kind of jump scares and things i'm not super into them so i tend to avoid them um i did go through a period of really really liking super low budget zombie films so i used to find stuff that was like kind of made on uh like no budget it's obviously just like a bunch of mates almost made it uh so i do i mean i said that i didn't do zombie stuff because zombie stuff happened too often but i actually do love taking in zombie stuff (laughs) playing zombie (laughs) games zombie computer
0: games non-stop (laughs) Yeah, man, those are fun. As far as zombie uh, movies go, for me, it's like the train to Busan was awesome. The Girl with All the Gifts, I just saw it, and I thought it was fantastic. And then 28 days later, 28 weeks later. Yeah.
1: No, they're all really cool ones, then. I saw Girl with All the Gifts last year, I think, and I thought that was a nice twist. Uh, It was almost like how... um, i am legend the movie should have gone you know it was like more about the the passing over from humanity to a a supernatural or a monster you know what i mean not really supernatural but
0: (laughs) yeah no i i I don't know if do you know that that's based off of a a book yeah
1: because i'm legend the book and i've I've actually i think i listened to an audio book of it but oh. kind of like the whole point of this stuff, I'm sure I'm not giving away. Like a fifty-year-old book or whatever to someone,
0: but <laughs> I, it's probably more than fifty, isn't it? But um, uh, I, I forget. But it's it's up there. It's like at least twenty or thirty years older than me.
1: <laughs> but but the point of it is, this character is like the last human, and it's actually that the the vampire characters have kind of created this new society, and he's the monster. He's like the boogeyman who's killing them, whereas the movie. I'm sure I'm not saying anything originally here, but um, the movie kind of just made it a bit more of a generic kind of survival man hero situation. And I Absolutely. feel like go go of all the gifts, it did have the, uh, the kind of like twist to it where it's actually um, the the monster characters are evolving beyond humanity. You know? What I yeah,
0: mean? yeah, for sure. And in the book, *I Am watching, they really dive into like his psyche. Uh, yeah, there was it was just one like you never see them but there's this like female that always calls out for him at night and he lusts for her a little bit but he's like drinking and i think he's taking pills to like cope with falling asleep at night and it just uh i, I don't know i don't think a film's done it that book justice yet but as far as the yeah. girl with all the gifts uh i haven't read that book but the film was really great Oh
1: sorry i didn't realize you were talking about that when you said it was a book at you end of that was a book but yeah, I enjoyed the film.
0: It's good. Um, Yeah, it's got a sequel too, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't read that either. wish we could talk more about Sean Bean, but I don't know if he wants me to talk about him anymore.
1: <laughs> what, you don't know if I want to talk about Sean Bean? I don't know if Sean Bean wants you to talk about Sean Bean.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if he wants us to talk about Sean Bean, but Sean Bean can come on here and talk with us about him if you want sometime.
1: If um, if I see him down in the pub, See him down the Mulberry Tavern? Actually, I don't know where he hangs out. I think people do know where he hangs out and I could find out. <laughs> but uh, I'll be like, hey, do you want to be on a Deadhead Space? And he, he might. Who knows? So yeah. I'll, what I'm saying is I'll befriend a celebrity. <laughs> and then once we're at a point where we're, um, you know, buddies and it's not weird to ask a favor, then I'll be like, hey, do you want to be on
0: my other friend's podcast? That'd be great. And then at some point, talk to George R. R. Martin, ask me how, ask him, how uh what the secret is to getting lots of money for uh, writing a book. <laughs> I think it's for it to be made into a TV show, isn't it? I think it's weird how he wrote the series in the nine 90- started in the nineties and then the T V series finished it before he was able <laughs> to finish the last two books that he promised years ago. Yeah, Joe, we, we watched that T V
1: series right up until the last series and then we heard about the last series and we just never bothered. Watching the last finale of it, so I actually have never heard as well what happens. I don't know. All these characters I followed for years, really complex story. I've just kind
0: of cut ties at that point. My opinion, you uh, save yourself some hassle because as a writer, it just uh, there. It's okay if there's an ambiguous ending, but like you can't have like twelve different huge things that you foreshadow events and characters and then you just either don't mention it again or it's just kind of like all right this happens and then that happens oh you don't like it fuck you we got we we're on <laughs> we're on to star wars now yeah i i kind of felt the same about um
1: i lots the tv shows of a cramp last series dexter that was such a good tv show and then like it got a little downhill but then the last series it just wrecked the whole thing
0: Maybe never want to rewatch it, and I'm afraid that I'll do that with Game of Thrones and all. I think that for me personally, I liked one through seven. I know some people only like like one through season one through five or whatever the show was when it was following along the books, but um, I thought it was pretty interesting. There was one awesome scene in season eight where it's uh the two giant brothers fight each other. That was that was like the only thing worth watching in season eight in my opinion what does one of them turn to a, a white walker
1: uh no oh <laughs> yeah i have no idea how any of these stuff a weird thing is though i was really worried for ages about hearing spoilers when i thought oh, i'm gonna catch up one day and the fact that nobody's talked about it has made me kind of think probably probably not worth investing the time
0: and i don't know if this was like a jokey interview it didn't look like it but the guy that played john snow i forget kit ha- what is it kit harrington uh Har- yeah well, i don't know <laughs> you know about it i don't i'm making up that fucking name hold up let me google it kit, kit. harrington yeah kit harrington that's it mm. he looks weird with a mustache <laughs> just saw a picture of him with a mustache well anyways I saw an interview with him, and he said, uh, he was asked about Season 8, and he kind of like had a disappointing reaction. I'm, don't quote me on this, but basically he was asked if uh, he liked Season 8, and he said no. Um, again, paraphrasing, but I don't like it. I don't know anyone that does like Season 8. If you like it, that's awesome. Um, just as a writer and a fan, not into it. Hmm. Yeah, so that's all I got. Uh, Sean Penn, your music, and Game of Thrones. Great.
1: They're, they're can... the topics I asked. I asked to talk about. I was like, I'm not going to be in this podcast unless we talk Sean Penn, unless we talk Game of Thrones, just last series, not any of the parts. And so I'm glad we hit all the all the targets I was I was insisting upon.
0: Yeah. Do you think Sean Penn and Sean Bean ever hang out, and then people mix their last names? I think they definitely do. do I think th- they. I've heard that they
1: play in a white stripes style uh, power duo band called the Shaws, but it's, it's written the Shaws, but it's pronounced the Scenes, and Ooh. and they uh, they 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 do that. So they probably hang out before and after shows and things. Probably get mixed up quite often, I reckon.
0: You know, get the Sean talk to both of them. I want them on the show next week.
1: <laughs> Great,
0: I'll, yeah. I'll I'll get on
1: to that straight away as soon as we're allowed you know within two meters of somebody i'll get in two meters of uh bean and ask him
0: i appreciate that man because like tell him i like lord of the rings i don't think you should have died. and where can people follow you <laughs> i'm asking i'm asking you this question not sean bean oh okay um
1: well weirdly we share a twitter handle which is at high green dawn uh, i'm also high green dawn on instagram and uh, facebook but sean doesn't use the facebook so if you want to speak to him you need to get into the instagram off twitter
0: That's all I got, bro. I appreciate your time. Don't know why I just called you bro. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers for having us on. Yeah, man. It was a good good time talking to you. I appreciate your time.
1: Cool. I hope you got stuff you can use because I always worry that I just talk nonsense too much on this kind of thing.
0: You know what? I think at one point people stopped listening and were like, the fuck are they on about?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: my that's my brand it's
0: all good it works for me it works for me <laughs> call us dead headspace for a reason you don't need to brain to listen to the show ace <laughs> all
1: right have a good one man i uh, have a good rest of your uh your day mate we are in your mind we are all around you are now leading